Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, hey, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. So glad that you're here. And I'd love to bring you a really short and sweet episode for you guys today, all about overcoming common client obstacles. But before we get to the episode, I actually want to share a listener review with you guys, because every time you guys... um, leave a review or you leave five stars. It is so, so helpful for me to see what you're loving and what I can share more of. And it's also helping other people to find the podcast. So every time, again, you leave a review or you give five stars, it is super, super helpful for me and I appreciate it so much. So if you haven't left a review yet, I would so love it if you would go and do that after you listen to this episode. Um, Give us five stars. Let us know how you're liking everything. So today's review comes from Vanessa RHN and she said it's a great for nutritionist podcast. Um, she said, I'm so excited and glad to have found this podcast. Stephanie offers great insights for nutritionists and health coaches. And she also gives actionable suggestions to not only build your business, but also feel grounded while doing it. She has done it herself, so she knows what we're going through and what needs to be done. I really appreciate the discussion about never knowing which way your path will take you and the importance of going with the flow. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Vanessa. I really appreciate that. It's super helpful that you left that for me, and I'm really glad to hear that you're loving the podcast so far. So today's episode, like I said, it's going to be short and sweet, and it's all about overcoming common client obstacles. So there's seven obstacles that I found happened in my nutrition business or I see happening in other people's nutrition businesses, and I just wanted to talk you guys through it today. So the top seven obstacles are clients that are resistant to change, that don't follow through on your recommendations, the dreaded know-it-all client, um, somebody that has nothing to work on during the session or you don't know what to actually do with them for the remaining part of the session, Uh, the client that's a talker and just talks, 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 or the the client that is quiet and hardly talks at all, and then the clients that you have to set healthy boundaries with because there's always those that come up that um, overstep our boundaries or we don't have any in place and we find out that we really need something there to um, safeguard ourselves. So again, short and sweet episode. It's actually an audio clip from my online program, Confident Client Sessions. So if I reference any other videos in it, um, that is why. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, I would love for you to leave a review, leave us five stars, let us know how you're liking the podcast and yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so now I want to talk about something that I'm sure you've thought about once. I know I thought about this a lot before I started um, actually working with clients, and I know it's something that holds a lot of people back from actually um, doing the work and, and starting with clients and taking that leap to having your own business. And that thing is overcoming client obstacles. So yes, it's true. You're going to have some clients that aren't necessarily going to be 100% on board, 100% excited. You're going to have people who resist from doing the work, who are resisting change, um, maybe people who 
know everything. They're kind of more of a know-it-all and they're really challenging to you. So what do you do with these obstacles? That's what we're really going to talk about in this video um, because I know that they can stop you from even wanting to start. And I know a lot at the beginning, I worried that, you know, what happens if I didn't know the answer to something? What happens if my client didn't like me or didn't like what I had to say? What happens if my client didn't make any changes? Um, you know, I had all these thoughts swirling around my head and they really stressed me out. Um, so, you know, with experience, I really learned how to overcome a lot of these challenges. So I want to share that with you guys right now. So the first one is a client that is resistant to change. So this one can be hard um, and there's a few things I want to talk about this one um, to you about. So the first thing is, you know, you can never force someone to make changes when they don't want to make changes. I know that's not the best answer. It's maybe what you didn't want to hear, but you know, you can only do so much with what you have and that person really needs to show up and do the work too. As we've talked about previously, you know, it's up to the client, you know, 60% of the client experiences, how much they put it and how committed they are. So if they're resistant to change, you know, this is going to make for a really tough client relationship um, and you can't force anyone to make changes when they don't want to. So there are a few things that you can do to hopefully stop this. And the first is, you know, again, getting really clear on your niche or on who you want to be working with and weeding these people out from the beginning. So what I mean by this is, you know, you can even put on your website or your Facebook page or any messaging you're putting out there um, when you're saying, hey, I work with clients one on one. You could say, I work with people who are motivated, who want change, who um, want help and accountability, who um, work towards a goal. You know, you can set all these terms to say, you know, I work with people who are ready for change. And you could say, and I, um, I don't work with people who are resistant, um, are combative or whatever it is you want to say. Um, and if you don't actually say this in your sales copy or in your messaging, you could even say this in the discovery call. So if you do run that discovery call, you could even say, um, okay, so I just want to outline, you know, I love working with people who are committed, who want to make changes and, you know, who are open to suggestions and things like that, right? So you can really set the tone that way. Um, you still might come up against resistance. So if you do, um, I want you to start connecting your client back to their why. So again, remember we talked about that number one non-negotiable goal that they want to um, achieve by the end of your time together and how there's usually an under uh, underlining reason why they want to actually achieve that goal. And I use the example many times, the person who wants to lose 60 pounds, and let's just say it's so that they could walk their daughter down the aisle, right? So if they're coming up against resistance to wanting to change and wanting to lose weight or wanting to stick to a routine, um, you can always redirect them back to that why behind the goal that they've set um, and talk to them about you know, how you can actually help them overcome this obstacle or this resistance that's coming up for them. So you could ask them things like, you know, how do you learn best? Because maybe the way you're, you've been teaching them isn't working. So how can I actually help you to learn better? Um, maybe we can come up with some new goals together. So you're putting them in the driver's seat and making them feel responsible. Um, and also just making them feel like you're not, you know, kind of talking to them and making them do things they don't want to do. It's really creating that experience so they can come up with some of the goals and feel like they are a part of the process as well. Um, so another client obstacle you might come up against is someone that's not following through. 
right? So someone that signs up and seems like they're going to be motivated and is like, yeah, you know, I'm really going to put 110% in. And for some reason, they just don't follow through. So what I'm going to suggest you do is, again, connect them back to their why. Um, Ask them what makes them want to make these changes now, right? Um, If they're not following through, is it because they don't know, maybe it's something like in the future that they wanted to achieve and it doesn't feel important to them right now. Or maybe um, perhaps there's too many roadblocks in the way, so they're not following through. So, you know, it's your really it's your job to make it easier for them and to make it um, really um, a seamless a seamless opportunity for them to make these changes, right? So you're giving them new goals, you're giving them suggestions, you're altering the health plan um, to their needs. And if they're not following through, just really ask them, you know, what can you do as a practitioner to make it easier for them? Um, And what can they do for themselves to to start showing up? So you're gonna have to get big on the accountability and the cheerleading. And maybe it's even asking them if they need more continuous um, follow-ups, like maybe even for one week, just every day you can check in by email. Maybe it's just that they need someone there a lot more continuously. So if you can give them that support, they might be able to do the follow through a bit easier. Okay, so this type of client obstacle is never a fun one. um, And it's the know it all. The person who, you know, you're going to give them a suggestion or you're going to tell them your knowledge and they're going to say, they're going to be combative and say they already know that, or they're going to they're gonna talk over you or they're not gonna listen to you or they're not gonna um, appreciate your expertise on a subject. So in this situation, of course, you have to um, be respectful of their knowledge base. And what I would actually do is ask them, like if they come up, so if there's resistance around a topic and they're being um, a little bit know-it-all about it, I would ask them um, and say something like, you seem to know a lot about this topic, like why don't you tell me what you know and we'll see if that um, aligns with what I know about the topic. So you can make it more conversational and you can give them the space to actually tell you what they know and they might know something you didn't know. So really value that information they have. If they have knowledge that is based on fake science or fake news or something you know that they've seen on Dr. Oz that maybe doesn't make sense or just something that you wouldn't agree with in your practice um, and you don't know how to approach that in person I would just say to them um, you know oh I've I've read some research that shows otherwise or I don't agree with that um, because I've you know read this material on the subject or um, why don't you consider this other um, way to look at that subject And what I would do is actually send them research articles or send them some type of information through like a third party source. So it's also um, confirming what you think about that topic. So it could be a book recommendation. It could be a research article. It could be a podcast. um, It could even be an interview from a well-known expert on the topic. That's just reinforcing your idea. So again, um, if that person's really straining to you and every they're fighting you on everything and they're being that know-it-all on everything, um, I just want to tell you that you're allowed to end the client relationship. If it's not serving you and if it's stressing you out and it's bringing a lot of anxiety and it's not really serving you or the client, um, you can essentially fire that client or you can ask them if they want to end the sessions or you can just... Um, you know, be really upfront with them and say, are they getting out of this what they've expected? Um, And you can share, you know, your 
um, experience with it and say perhaps they'd be better aligned with another practitioner. So this one's always hard. You have to be really tactful. You have to use the right language and really honor your client. Don't make them feel bad, but just say perhaps it's not a good fit. Um, and in that situation, you'd have to decide how you would go about issuing a refund or perhaps um, a partial refund or some type of referral to another practitioner. So that's always a little bit of a challenging um, obstacle to face. But just because you've um, engaged in this client relationship with them, and if it's really not working and it's causing you a lot of stress, you don't have to continue on in it. Um, so maybe that's even not doing in-person sessions anymore and maybe that's just um, working fully online or through email or somehow adjusting the client relationship so it's serving both of you and you're not getting fired up all the time from that client. Um, another client obstacle that can happen, and I know this one scares a lot of people, um, and this is one that I've heard my clients even say um, before and have a lot of uh, fear around, is what if, what if there's nothing to work on in the session? So that fear of like, what else am I going to work on with my client? Um, you know, we've done the initial intake, we've done maybe some follow-ups, and I just don't know what to work on anymore. So what I'm going to suggest you do is always refer back to their goals. So refer back to the, what's that number one non-negotiable goal? Um, what do they want to achieve during your time together? And then really start to ask them, you know, what has improved for them? Um, and really good to get a good um, idea of what has really improved in their life. And you could always give new suggestions or goals based on, you know, the improvements, right? So if maybe their digestion's better from taking a probiotic, maybe you're gonna give them um, an idea to try fermented foods or something. So you could kind of go the layer higher and that's something you can and, uh, incorporate into the sessions. Um, or you can always ask them, you know, where are they still struggling, right? And maybe that's gonna bring out more lifestyle things. So maybe you were really working on digestion to begin with, and now they're saying that um, although their digestion's a bit better, they're, getting, they're having a lot of stress at home or something. So maybe now you're gonna start to change some of the lifestyle things, you know, some of the sleep patterns, some of the um, environment in the home, right? So you can always refer back to where are they currently struggling and um, get a better picture of that. Um, and you can always set new goals, right? So you can say, okay, so you've achieved the goals that we first set out with. Um, what are some other things in your life right now that we can really work towards um, and we can bring you some more clarity around, right? So there's always something to be worked on. I just always like pivoting back to the goals and having conversations around the goals. And remember in the um, skills for working with clients video, we talked a lot about um, asking guided questions. So in these follow-up sessions, or if you're coming against coming up against someone that has nothing to talk about, um, try to avoid those closed uh, questions that would be yes or no, because if you get a yes or no answer, that's gonna be a really short conversation. So how can you use open-ended questions to really engage that client relationship? And if you're really stuck and don't know what to do, maybe you could give the client new recipes. Um, you could ask them if they want a new meal plan and, and talk about what's working and what's not. Um, you could engage in that grocery store tour with them or give them a virtual grocery store tour, some pantry clean out. So there's lots of different ways you can engage and interact with your client. Um, another obstacle would be a client that just talks and talks and talks and you can't get a word in edgewise um, or they're redirecting the conversation somewhere that you don't want it to go. 
So this one again is going to take a lot of tact. Um, it's always hard to interrupt someone and you don't want to make them feel like they're not valid, validated and you don't want to shut them down. So if you find that your client's going on and on about a certain subject or telling you a really long story in the sessions um, and you feel like it's overtaking the entire session, I would just politely say to them when there's some a break in the conversation, just say, um, you know, Sarah, this is, this is a really great story you're telling me. I really think this is awesome and I can see how that relates to your life or I can see how that relates to what we're talking about. But I just wanna make sure we get um, through all the questions I have for you or I wanna make sure we get through all of the content. So why don't we actually save that for after the call or save that um, for another session and you can use that kind of language um, so you're still validating the person you're still showing them that you care um, perhaps they might forget and not even bring it up later or maybe you um, have another session that's all about storytelling where they're you know sharing their experience with you but if it's during a session that you need to like get through specific content um, yeah politely redirect it back and um, just let you know let them know that you do care but that it could be better um, your time could be used a little bit better at this session and you'll talk about it at another time so there's no real right way to do this. Um, it's just a skill you're going to develop. So just listen and value the client. Um, you know, listen to what they have to say. They obviously want to talk because maybe they haven't had a space to talk before. And it is your job to really um, open space for that client. But if you feel like it's going in the wrong direction, just continue to kind of pivot it back um, to where you want to be or the content you want to get through. Um, so the quiet client, that's another obstacle, you know, someone who just doesn't say anything, who says yes or no answers, um, who's just like really maybe closed off or shy and doesn't really know how to engage with you. Um, this one can be tough as well because there's no um, real right way to work with the quiet, the quiet client. Um, my suggestion is that you actually just ask that person how they learn best, right? So start engaging with them and get to know them a bit more. So asking them if they're more of a visual person. So if they're more visuals, maybe you're bringing more um, like iconographs um, or PowerPoints or some type of like articles you can go through together in the session and you're just more referencing these visuals or maybe you watch a YouTube video together in your session um, to, to um, take some time up and also help them in the way that they learn best. Perhaps they're an audio learner, so maybe you're sending them voice notes instead, you know, and they're just giving you a short answer back. Maybe you're sending them podcast recommendations. You know, there's re really no right way to work with the quiet client. You just want to make them feel really good and make them feel like there's nothing wrong with them because it could just be the different way that they learn. But you really want to tap into how they learn best and how you can best um, approach that and help them. And you can always ask them how they're going to get the most out of the sessions as well. You know, so really ask those questions about how can I support you best? How do you learn best? How, um, what do you want to get out of these sessions? Um, and really get to know them a lot more because maybe they're quiet just because they're still in their shell and they don't want to ask questions and maybe just create that environment for them so that they feel comfortable to do so. And then the last client obstacle that we're going to go over is setting boundaries with your client. Um, you're gonna have those clients that are abusing your office hours, that are texting you at all times if you're allowing for text, that are um, you know, showing up early to a session, that are talking through a session, that are showing, that are staying late. You know, you're gonna have these type of situations come up. Um, so you really need to set those boundaries of, 
you know, how often are you going to be communicating with that client? If they're sending you too many emails, um, you could even say, I even worked with a coach in the past who would say, um, so I'll only respond to emails that take me a few sentences to respond and then anything longer we'll do in our session. So that really set the tone for me that if it was a quick question I had to ask where it would take her maybe five minutes to respond, then I could email her with that. But if it was something that I needed her to guide me through and that was gonna take a lot of her time, I would actually wait until our next session. So you could even use that strategy as well and say, you know, I'll respond, I, I can um, answer easy questions in the emails. Um, you could set office hours as I've recommended before. So you could say um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, um, I'll read your emails and respond. You could have an auto responder on your email that says um, we'll respond within 48 hours so that you don't feel like you have to respond right away. Um, you can also really set up that type of communication. Like for my private coaching nutrition, uh, nutrition biz clients, I let them text message me because I love that client relationship and the back and forth. And because we're working through a lot of strategy where maybe they're setting up their website and they need that one-on-one -on -one support right away. I'm okay with that, um, but I've chosen that. So you don't have to offer anything that you don't feel comfortable with and you can set whatever boundaries you want um, because you know everybody has a different lifestyle. You might have kids, you might have a spouse that's really busy, you might be really busy um, and only have a certain amount of time. You might have a full-time job and this is your part-time thing. Um, you know, everybody's gonna be different. So it's really up to you to see what works best for you. And another thing that you're going to want to um, really figure out with um, setting boundaries is, you know, how many clients are you allowing to come on at one time? So um, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, really getting clear on how many people can you have at one time is going to help you set those boundaries and not feel overwhelmed as well. So if you come up against someone where you really have to be setting boundaries um, and you don't know, really know how to approach that conversation, you can always refer back to your client contract where you've outlined a lot of the things like refunds and sessions and cancellations. You could even put office hours in there. You can use a client contract and set up any um, boundaries that you want in the contract um, or you know, here's what I expect from you kind of section in the contract. And you can always refer back to that if it gets to a place where you really have to assert your boundaries with a client. So I hope this was helpful. Um, there's many different obstacles that could come up. And I just want you to remember that it takes time to get good at these things. Um, you might come up against an obstacle and it doesn't go well the first time. And maybe that client relationship doesn't go far. That's okay. It's totally fine. This is all about learning. It's all about um, progress, not perfection. So don't worry so much if you come up against an obstacle and you don't really know what to do. Um, in that case, maybe reach out to someone else that's also in this business that could help you navigate that scenario. Um, reach out to friends or family members and ask them maybe what they would do, but just know intuitively like what you need to do in this scenario and just always come up um, against these obstacles, valuing your client, making sure that their best interest is at heart, but also val valuing yourself and knowing that, um, you know, if you have to set boundaries or if you have to set terms and conditions with the client, that's okay. And it's really going to benefit both you in the, and the client if you're both um, being respectful of each other. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope that this content was really helpful for you and you can take some action away from this episode. Again, you're always going to run into those client obstacles, so let's make it a bit easier for you to navigate those when they do come up. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and thank you again for tuning in.
Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.